0: You're listening to The Packernet Podcast Network
1: Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16 Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning For lightweight, supreme softness That feels good every step Every street Every single day So go ahead
3: Lee, it's, the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense. We tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not, we drive down the first man to his inside. Pullback, we tell him to take the first man outside the offensive tackle. No one shows. He goes right by them and deals inside. If the YN has the linebacker taken out. He cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker in. He comes all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here and a seal here, and try to run this play in the alley.
4: What's up, guys? Welcome to Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. If you'd like to text the show, you can send a message to 865-658-5824. Well, we had us a Packers practice today. Unfortunately, they uh, pushed it inside. Our buddy Tim up there in Green Bay, whose boots on the ground, couldn't sneak in, man. We tried to get him in there with a custodial uniform and just couldn't make it happen. Uh, But he's on the line with us today. And we've also got Jacob from the Packernet Fantasy Podcast. We're just going to get on here and chop it up a little bit, talk some Packers practice, little updates, maybe some injury news, and kind of get the rest of the week set as we get ready for the Patriots coming in for joint practices, both on Wednesday and Thursday. And I've already confirmed with Paul Brettel, who will be at both of those joint practices, he will be joining the show on Thursday evening so we can get him fresh off those two practices and get updates and all that good stuff. So let's go around the horn here. Jacob, you have a good day, Buff. It was a long day. And it was a
1: productive day, I guess, but um, long would be the most, yeah, that's the adjective there. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm excited, man. This is like the best part of my day is, you know, you go through the nine to five. For me, it's like 4 a.m. to freaking 3 a.m. But then you get off work and you get to just do what you love, which is talk about Packers football. That's why we're here. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. Oh, look, awesome. I commented.
4: You see that? Hey, yeah, you see that from earlier, right? <laughs> so, past, man. I'm,
0: I'm. You're scared. everywhere.
4: <laughs> Tim, how are you doing today, bud?
0: I'm doing great, guys. Happy to be here. Even though I got uh, locked out of practice, I'm still, still happy to talk ball.
1: So, hey, wait, don't,
4: don't Tim.
1: Tim, did it feel like? Have you ever watched uh, a Night at the Roxbury? Oh, of course. Did it feel like that you were waiting outside to get into the club, and at the last second you couldn't get into the club?
0: Yeah, it was kind of like that. <laughs> kind of holding out hope and they sent uh some of the staff out earlier in the morning to do a walk but man when you looked at the weather and see like 97 percent rain you know it's a wrap so <laughs> inside the hudson center it was today boys
4: yeah hey you gotta do what you gotta do man you know um john in the chat says hi fellas if he's getting right to the point he's like listen i don't care how everybody's day <laughs> was all right? if zach thomas playing right tackle who do you think are the backup guards?" after Jenkins and Runyon? That's a great question. i would like to pull up my notes here from the 53 if I can, and kind of give what you an was, idea. What so, was interesting
1: to me is that, um, Royce Newman, like, I don't know, man, people are starting to sell his stock like crazy. So that's just my first, um, idea there, John, but, uh, Clayton, what were you going to say?
4: Um, backup guards after Jenkins and Runyon, I, I think right now as it sits, Um, it's going to probably be probably Sean Ryan, man. That's the one that comes to mind for me. Um, I don't know, uh, Tim, what do you think, dude, who would be your backup guard after, um, after Jenkins and Runyon, you know, obviously Jenkins at left guard Runyon at right guard. If one of those had to be replaced, God forbid an injury happened, who would be your replacement?
0: I'm going to have to say it again. I I hope Jacob just presses mute, but yeah, Sean Ryan would be, be my guy. I know. I can just see the excitement coming off of the screen over there, Jacob. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it, it looks like that, that might be the dude. <laughs> what
4: you, what do you think, Jacob? What would yours, who would yours be, man?
1: Would it be Royce? I, I mean, honestly, I would Clayton. I heard you talk about it. I, I just, I'm not comfortable in like three very key positional categories going into the season. One is center. Um, so, I just I don't know what Josh Myers. I just we got another glimpse of kind of some some rough snaps, some high snaps, some bad snaps again. Did you talk about the fact that maybe let's see what he can do. I mean, he's a massive man. Can he maybe play guard? If that's the case again, I know, I don't want to sound like a it's not Madden. I get that. Um
4: right, right. No, no. Not, I, I mean, put, put, I, I the think fact he that would Tom
1: can play center very, very well. Yeah. Like he is almost but who does he take
4: over at guard for? I don't know, man. I don't. It's tough, dude. What I want is is five five pieces set, first of all. That's the first step. And I know what John's mentioned is very important, right? But when you talk about the best five and how they set, obviously you're talking Bach, you're talking Jenkins, I guess Myers, right? Runyon, and then Tom. That's how he said Tom looked great at right tackle. Now, you guys seen if – you, if you tuned in Chalk Talk earlier today where we broke down some of Dontavian Wicks' uh, – Play there from the preseason game. Those two catches, um, you seen Zach Thomas center. Zach looked comfortable at center. Now, I didn't see any other botched snaps. Did you guys, Tim? Do you remember in the preseason game against Cincy, were there any botched snaps after Josh Myers left the game? Because I don't no. remember hearing of any. There was not, right?
0: not that I remember. No. <laughs>
4: so how in the world the Sean Clifford and the backup center, which I think they said Runyon was getting some run at center. I, I I didn't pay close enough attention to the tape. Now, we've seen Zach Tom in there, at least in the second quarter. How does the backup quarterback and the backup center have a better exchange rate than the starting center and the starting quarterback? You know, that's just mind-boggling. And what it tells me is they're, they're, they're not as concerned about center as they are right tackle. And I understand that's definitely the popular opinion, but for me personally – Center is the second most important piece on that offensive line. I, th- I personally think. I mean, it's the he's the only player other than the quarterback that touches the ball every single play. Right. I mean, it, it's just something that I don't know, man. Something to take in consideration. Uh, good question, though, John. Um, my like I said, my answer would definitely be um, definitely be Sean Ryan right now. Royce just—he's—he's uh, he's definitely taken a step back for me, and it sounds like in camp Ryan's taking a step forward. On that rep that I showed earlier on the chalk talk episode, you could see Sean Ryan hold up at right guard, and he looked good. He looked real good. Um, now, granted, it was one rep against the twos or the threes, but it is what it is. Dilo in the chat says LFG, and then he says J Lo and Sean Clifford are dogs. Dude, Clifford has rejuvenated this uh, this fan base, and not from a sense of like. Oh yeah, you know, I, I think he can compete with Jordan Love for the starting quarterback spot. I think that's silly. But if for some reason Jordan Love goes down, there's nobody going, Oh crap, we got Sean Clifford. We're all going, Hey, let's let's, let's see go. what we got, right? Is go. that not is that not the mindset, Jacob?
1: Absolutely. Like you said, I mean, we talked about him. There's just something different when you watch that guy in a game. And not a lot of backup quarterbacks have that. And like you talked about, I think maybe last stream, there's a reason that we spent a fifth-round draft pick on this guy. Somebody saw something. I'd say Goody saw something. And what he saw is what we're all seeing now. And like you talked about, he doesn't throw a perfect spiral every time, but he throws that ball like a freaking mile, 100 miles an hour. I mean, he, he just randomly just – chucks that thing and like he talks about again he says like yeah i see a window i go for it and it's like sometimes i'm not going to hit that window and i'm going to learn but i'm not going to not hit that window again basically is he says shoot or shoot and so i love <laughs> that mentality the guy's just he's top gun man he's 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 tom cruise and top gun you don't give a he's maverick man he's just like janelle you know, said i got the need for speed that's exactly like he doesn't care like he doesn't change his style he's like this is how i play like it or love it like you know, or like, it or leave it probably. But I, I, (laughs) um,
4: the other thing too, man, I I was going to do it on chalk talk, but I didn't. Did you see the read option he ran for the first down?
1: Yeah. Well, and so he averaged what, like didn't he get like 28 yards rushing on two rushes and it wasn't one of them. If you remember, he 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 went to the, to the center of the field, deked out a big dude and then ran easily. Like he, he baited him inside, cut it outside because he knew he had the angle and knew he had the speed and then he just, just casually just kind of gazelled by the first down marker and that set us up I believe for like a first and goal. So
4: yeah.
0: Well yeah, I'll yeah. tell you I'll tell you one thing, gentlemen. We can talk about our QB two all day <laughs> and I'm excited too, but I hope he doesn't play a down of football this season. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well that's not true. At the end of the games he's got to kneel <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, maybe uh we can uh, Kurt Benkert will give him some pointers on the the knee taking <laughs> skills.
4: In this case, we hope that Sean Clifford for the twenty twenty three Green Bay Packers sake, we hope he plays well below 65%. 65%. <laughs> sixty-five percent. Sixty-five percent
1: sixty-five. Hey guys, can I get you uh hit you with some breaking news?
4: Yeah, let's Uh-oh. do it, man. Look at this. You see, I need a sound bot for this. You know what I mean? But we ain't got one. This right here will be close enough. Here you go.
3: You think God never farted?
4: (laughs) It's going to be our breaking news. Go ahead, Jacob. You
3: think
1: think God never farted? Uh, No, it's uh, Dalvin Cook to the Jets.
4: Okay. Shocking. Uh, Here we go. Um, And I think Ezekiel Elliott to the Patriots. We'll see him this week. Yep. And I believe they said that – what's his name? Is it Zach Martin, the guard in Dallas, signed a new deal. So – He's been holding out a camp for Dallas so he got paid they they broke him off. So um so yeah okay. Dalvin Cook goes to the Jets, man. I'll tell you what, dude, the Jets. I know nobody wants to hear it, but um offensive line though, man. I don't know. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. You know that that offensive line is uh is in bad shape and it it just all depends on how they're going to handle that offense. You know what offense they're going to try to run? Is it going to be that that 2021 Green Bay Packers offense or is it going to be you know, a hybrid of what Stala has wanted to run with uh, Mike LaFleur. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. Um, but anyway, 65%, guys, is the only thing we're worried about, 65%. Um, Anders Carlson today, from what I understand, he went five for seven, and he missed two extra points, two of those seven, okay? Um, so he went five for seven. If I understood correctly, Matt Schnobin on the Pat McAfee show said that he is now 39 of 55 in camp, Jeez. okay? So the inconsistency is still there, but it wasn't like a one for seven like it was that one practice, so that's good news, okay? Um, I don't know, we're going to have to keep a, keep a close eye on it, right? Well,
0: what's, uh, what I, his, uh, what's his percentage in games so far, though?
4: <laughs> in games, he missed the we two got, teammates. Um, right. He, what was he, four for – what was he the other night? That's a good question. No, I thought
0: he was only- so, so my theory is hopefully he gets the yips That's out the of his system now, you know, get the, get the spaghetti leg out of your system now mm-hmm. and hopefully just continue to get better. But it, <laughs> I don't know. Nervous might be an understatement right now.
4: Yeah. yeah. Same man. It's a, uh, it's a little concerning. Um, a little- I feel like he's gotten better since camp started. I, I can say that because it started off so bad, but Let's see what he does uh, this week in Lambeau, right? Um, yep. Another thing, too, too uh, that's noteworthy. Kenny Clark mispractice today. They said he has a back injury. So, oh, has anybody heard how serious that is? Jacob, did you read anything on how serious that is? Is it precautionary or what do you think?
1: Uh, I read that he has a back injury. Um, it was one of those clickbait articles, which is like, oh, Packers – star defensive player yeah, the year, question mark or is it serious and then they went on in the article to say he's he was biking with um like you know a few of the other guys that are off on the field he was clearly moving around they said it's more of a i could read that it, it was more of a precautionary hold out <laughs> kind of thing like anytime there's anything with a back don't mess with that give him a couple days <clears throat> we know what yeah. kenny can do it's not like one of those you know make it or break it type practices so no, no, right now I don't have any reason to uh get really upset about it or worried, but you know, Bakhtiari apparently did miss his second day. Can, can I just really quick, as we're talking about it, just go through the injuries uh list?
4: Yeah, let's do that. I think that's a great idea, man.
1: So, Mr. Andy Herman, who is just if you guys aren't following him, you gotta because it's just you get the 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 updates. Hey, what's up, Eric Sutherland? He looks like no Bach today again. Nijman with the ones at left tackle, Walker just got some reps with the first team at right tackle in walkthroughs um i heard that he also had some first team reps maybe the other day and then so not practicing today stokes Gaines, caleb jones Nichols, bach carpenter davis and goodson jair is practicing but he wasn't in like the full-on team stuff what scares me the most right now carpenter um i just i want that guy to make the team you know i don't i don't exactly know exactly what his um injury is but goodson was apparently in a sling which did not sound great. Caleb Jones had an ankle injury, I believe. Gaines, I'm not sure. Stokes, we know what that's about. And Bach, this is the only, I believe, consecutive practice that they have not had him in. But they did say that the inside dome at the, um, at, is it the Hudson Center where they practice inside? hmm yeah. So they said that that's like actual turf, and they just didn't want to risk Bach doing any kind of, you know, anything, basically. So... Um, take that with a grain of salt, whatever that means, but it is a larger list than we've had. We've been very blessed up until this point. But um, hey, look at that. It's super chat. Here we go. Is,
4: it, is that all the injuries, Jacob? Or do you got more? Yeah, that's
1: it. Yep, that's everybody.
4: everybody okay. We got uh, the Badger Trio in the house. Hey, guys. Hey, man. Appreciate you swinging through. So we got Drake with the super chat. Um, said, who replaces Kenny if he's out? Um, it's got to be Wyatt, right? Push. What's that? Wyatt. Well, here's the thing. In your 34 front, uh, to answer your question, Drake, and, and to kind of go along there with you, Jacob, T.J. Slayton's your nose. So let's pretend they're in a base formation. They're in a you know a 21 personnel, 12 personnel, which is going to trigger our base. You're going to have T.J. Slayton play in the nose, and ideally you would have Kenny Clark and Devontae Wyatt. They like to switch quite a bit. Uh, you see, the majority of the time when Wyatt's in the lineup, at least with the Lions game at the end of the year, he plays left end. So, from the offense's perspective, it's going to be on the right side of the line of scrimmage, right? Um, so, if you've got TJ Slayton at nose, then you've got Devontae Wyatt and you've got um, Kenny Clark. If Kenny misses, the next people up would be um, Carl Brooks and Kobe Wooden. Now, today, Kobe Wooden, they said he actually replaced Kenny. So, now, granted, they're they're trying a lot of different people out, right, Tim? They keep – you know, it seems like every day there's somebody else that's quote-unquote running with the ones, and I think it's just giving people their opportunity to, to see where they fit in with the starting lineup, right?
0: I agree, and I also think it's knowing what a 17-game season grind is going to mean for the guys in the trenches and getting – it's almost like uh, the opposite of what we want on our offensive line you know we want guys to play their spots we want guys consistent i think versatility is slightly more important on that defensive front um with guys being able to move around as necessary and then complementing that with our edge rush group and you know having some flexibility there i think that's kind of what their approach must be to some extent you know barring serious injuries and it's good to hear that hopefully kenny clark's back is nothing more than typical wear and tear maybe a strain or a you know, back soreness, something like that. Uh, Guys play with that all the time. Kenny's probably been playing through that for years now. So, you know, we want our best guys on the field at all times. But sometimes you got to plug and play, man, especially in the heat of a moment in the middle of a game, too, when someone goes down. So,
4: Yeah, no doubt. Um, So, yeah, to answer your question, Drake, I think it would be between Wooden and Carl Brooks, and my personal choice would be Carl Brooks. We've seen him play – on the left side of that line um, there in Cincinnati, and he graded out pretty well. As a matter of fact, let's just kind of talk about Carl Brooks real quick, if y'all don't care. Um, so Carl Brooks, obviously um, a later round pick. Nobody really expected him to come out here, you know, and play like gangbusters. Um, first, The first uh, preseason game against Cincinnati, his PFF grade was a 76.1. Now, if I remember correctly, his PFF grade in college was in the 90s. And you're thinking, well, why in the world did he drop so far? He had an RAS of a little over five, so well below that threshold. But when you looked at the tape, played really, really well on the field, right? So his measurables weren't great, but he's someone that that just uh, put out good tape. Um, you know, let's do this. Let's pull up his scouting report real quick. I actually pulled this earlier, and then we'll get back to the chat, guys. Um, just be patient with us there. This was Carl Brooks' scouting report. Okay, and this is according to – let me hide this real quick. And, again, Drake, thank you so much for the super chat, buddy. We appreciate you. Um, So this was his scouting report, okay, coming out of college. And this was according to NFL.com. I like to change up the scouting reports. I don't like to just depend on one website. Sometimes I'll go draft network. Sometimes I'll go consensus big board. Uh, Today we went NFL.com. Two-time captain with 48 career starts, explosive production in major categories, winning first step quickness sets the tone. Sets up rush moves with angles and hand usage. Comes forward with a high level of urgency and activity. Possesses plus burst to close in short spaces. Gets sudden wins with slap and slide technique. Reads and mirrors blockers' stretch steps to beat the block. Okay. and And again... Um, you know, I believe he did. He go to Bowling Green. Am I thinking right, guys? Is that where he he went? Yeah. So he he went to Bowling Green, kind of a smaller school, uh, but graded out just crazy. And, you know, that's what people say when, when you've got a prospect that's that's gone to a smaller school. You want him to dominate. You better see him dominate. Right. And that's what he did. He dominated, according to PFF. Um, now, today at practice, there was actually an update on Carl Brooks. And I can't remember who it was reported it. But they basically said um, Brooks was once again, I think it was Paul Brettle, once again blowing up the backfield. And they said that – I think Paul Brettle said that you could hear Coach LaFleur immediately scream, nice job, Carl. So he's he's turning heads at practice for sure. Um, again, that 76.1 uh, PFF grade, granted it's a preseason game, that's nothing to shake a stick at. I mean, if you if you line that up with our defensive lineman from last year, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure he would be the highest graded defensive lineman from last year, because I think Devontae Wyatt was the highest graded and he was just somewhere around 70, if I remember correctly. So um, again, he's going to have to play. There's going to be snaps there to eat. Right. So uh, I don't know, uh, Jacob, uh, what's your excitement level when it comes to Carl Brooks, man?
1: Yeah, man, I'm super excited. Like you said, he played all over the line to at Bowling Green um, predominantly. I, was he the one that was kind of a bigger edge guy that like they kind of have no real like he she 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 should not move the way he does at the the size and you know stature that he has and what's cool too is that if you looked at the um the pff grade like you said 76.1 but he had 28 snaps he had five run defensive snaps and then five pass rush snaps i'm sorry 23 pass rush snaps and he had a run defense grade of 67.7 not horrible not great Tackling grade of 67.3, not horrible, not great. Pass rush grade, though, of just under 70 at 69.6. He ended up with two total pressures, one hit, and one hurry. And, again, on 28 snaps. And that's a guy that – um pure rookie. So that's very, very encouraging. Like, he just – he seems like he's not too young for the game. It seems like the game's not too quick for him. He seems like that he's adapting well. It seems like the coaches trust him, so – yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited about that. He was the yeah. sixth overall rank defensive player from PFF. That's kind of
0: cool.
4: Definitely. What do you think, Tim? How you feeling on Carl Brooks, man?
0: I agree, and I think it'll be nice to see him get a shot. Um, uh, hopefully, you know, again, nothing serious with KC. But, um, yeah, I think it's just uh, you want to – we can look at the numbers right now. But it's it would be nice to see the reps, and we get to see more and more of that as we progress here. So I, there's a lot to be excited with with him as a player.
4: Yeah, and and the big thing for me too is just hearing how he's he's kind of catching Matt Lafleur's eye. You know, that's what you want to hear in practice. You you want to hear the and, and you know Matt's got his eyes on all kinds of different things at camp, right? And the fact that he's recognizing that especially being an offensive-minded coach and trying to get this offense ready for Jordan Love's first starting year. Um, yeah. I think it says a lot about Carl Brooks. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out for the rest of the year for sure. Um, another thing, a note that I have from practice today, Tim, said there was a lot of safety rotation today. And I just looked it up. The tweet that uh, one of the tweets that came in was actually from Paul Brittle. And he said, Owens starting at safety again. Okay, so Jonathan Owens seems to be Starting alongside um, our boy Darnell Savage. Uh, that's, that's interesting to me, man. Rudy Ford has just kind of gotten bumped to the back, right? And, and he's kind of that number three safety. Now, maybe they'll play some big nickel where they bring that third safety in. That's possible. We'll see. Um, another thing, too, Bill Huber actually tweeted out and said, "Lafleur on Packers rookie Anthony Johnson, who took a bunch of first-team reps yesterday, quote, I think he's done a great job. He loves football. He's totally invested into it, and he's doing a really nice job for us. So they said he's really uh, starting to starting to show on special teams as well. But Tim, it sounds like uh, sounds like Jonathan Owens is so far is beating Rudy Ford out for that number two safety. Is that is that what we're coming away with,
0: man? It, I mean, it looks that way. I guess again, I was locked out today, so I didn't get to see anything, but. I think we, you know, our hands are kind of tied with the safety group guys. We've talked about this before. Dallin Levitt's a lock. We know this. Darnell Savage is going to start. We know this. There's, you know, like 9 million some odd reasons why he's going to play. So it's going to come down to how many are we keeping? And Anthony Johnson Jr. does show flashes. He really does. And I mean, there's a lot of talent. Uh, and and some hidden depth there at safety, I think. And again, I always talk about Terry Carpenter being able to go back and go back to that position if need be. and maybe that could be a path to him making this team a two for one kind of kind of player. Um, but yeah, Jonathan Owens showing up to camp and balling out is is just a great added bonus, really. Um, if he's stepping up, that's good. I know, you know, you guys have mentioned before that you know he's stronger as a tackler than he is as a pass defender. Well, that's okay then. So, so let's work on both and get get better at your weaknesses and and go from there. But um, you know, I, I'm with you, Clayton. Man, I was excited to see Rudy Ford this year, and um, you know, hopefully these next couple of games, maybe maybe we see more of him. I, I don't know. And there's no injury issues with him, right? He's he's 100 healthy, correct? I haven't seen
4: anything. Have you, Jacob, Rudy Ford, any injury concerns? No, it's been weird. Like you
0: said, um, basically
1: it sounds like Owens and um, Savage are the the number ones there. But, yeah.
4: Yeah. And, of course, Paul Brittle, like I said, in his updated 53-man roster yesterday, he has Savage, Owens, Ford, Moore, and Levitt. So, he doesn't have Anthony Johnson making the team as it sits right now. which is kind of surprising because Anthony Johnson, Jr. has gotten a lot of pub. But again, who do you cut there, right? They're going to keep Levitt. You know, there's no doubt about that with the special teams play. Um, trying to think of where else they could make that up on the roster. You know, are
1: we, are we sure that we're going to keep Levitt? Because I just don't see it with Levitt. Like, I don't even see it on special teams. Like, he's supposed to be the special teams ace. I just,
4: I, listen, I, I just don't. I've heard, see the, it. I've heard the same thing, Jacob, and he's the PP on punts, he's a personal protector. And I every punt that's ever been blocked that I've seen since Levitt got here, I'm going, that was on Levitt. Like he he just yes. missed the guy that was gunning, right? Um, so I'm with you, man. It's it's uh, they see something in him, you know. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, and not that you are, but I know I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know more than Rich Pasach. He sees something in Dallin Levitt, and like you know, like they said, they gave him more guaranteed money than any other safety. So um, it's interesting. Interesting take. Uh, the Badger yes. trio in the chat said. So do we think we bring on a kicker at all? Maybe bring someone in to compete for a bit Uh, will help Carlson uh, to work on improving pressure can be good for people sometimes. I think, I think it's silly that we don't have anybody else in, right? Jacob, I mean, you've mentioned that before. So I was
1: just going to actually say before I even saw that comment, which is kind of whatever you want to call it. it, I I don't understand it. And it makes me wonder why, or if like, we've put a lot of faith in uh, coach Passaccia, which, Granted, he is he's given us a lot of reason to do that, but just like any coach, just like any person, sometimes they're wrong. Is he wrong about down Levitt? Is he wrong? He's been so right about a lot of these guys, you know. Wasn't he instrumental? And am I crazy? Was he one of the guys that fought to get Razul or one of these other guys? Um, Keyshawn. Keyshawn,
0: Keyshawn Nixon.
1: Sorry, that's not Keyshawn. Keyshawn. Um, and so like, yeah, he he hits, but nobody hits hundred percent of the time. Right. He also was the one that advocated for us to get Carlson. So are we seeing maybe a chink in his armor? Oh, sorry, Ryan. Um, a notch in his armor. And, um, <laughs> and maybe like there's just maybe maybe certain things he's good at and certain things he's not. Maybe he's not great at projecting kickers. Like you yeah. talked about, he knew Daniel Carlson. I'm sorry, but that means that he is emotionally involved in the situation. Yeah. He's emotionally involved in Down Levitt because he played with him before he coached him before i don't know if maybe like maybe we need to maybe matt lafleur needs to. and this is what i question about matt lafleur sometimes can you not just be a sweet nice man who has nice eyebrows can you be a dog can you go in there and say hey man you're you're messing up you're not doing the last two weeks you're not doing blank for me so this is a week-to-week league i need you to perform every single week we can't bank on the stuff that you did two years ago so if you like these dudes that are, you're, you're literally putting all your chips in their basket. And you're saying, come here, play with me. I can change you. I can fix you. I can do all this Ryan said, Rich Passaccia is, I, I, he's the girlfriend that's going to change him. He's just, I can make him different, you know? No, dude, maybe he's just a bad kicker and you just have way too much ego, but I don't know. That's all I'm going to say about that. That's all I got to say about that.
4: That's all I got to say about that. Um, Burgerland in the chat says Jordan Love will play out his contract, and in the twenty twenty five Green Bay draft, um, the Packers will select a new quarterback. He says Love isn't the guy, never was. He also said Vegas has the Packers win total at seven and a half. They're not making the playoffs. No. Yeah. Go back right. and look because
0: Vegas, because yeah, Vegas and, said so, bro. Stop.
4: And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Do do a little bit. Of, do a little bit of research. Go look at what their prediction was for win totals. In 2020, 2021, it was like right around nine or ten wins, and we won 13 games, blew it out of the freaking water. And yep. and you can go, well, last year, you know, okay, yeah, last year we were missing our left tackle, our left guard, our best edge rusher, our quarterback had a broken thumb, <laughs> yeah, our our wide receivers led the league in drops. What else? See, you, you know what I'm saying? So, I guess my question
0: there. is, what are you seeing with Jordan Love that is leading you to believe he's not the dude? Yeah. What that's, is he? What is- I don't get anybody,
4: it. Anybody who says he is the dude, I go, what did you see to make you think he's the dude? Anyone who says he isn't, I go, what do you, is it how he was sitting on the bench? You go, yep, that's not the guy right there. <laughs> like, it, it makes no sense. But again, man, we respect your opinion. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, there's, to me, there's there's nothing there. And, and as far as the Vegas odds, understand, all Vegas is trying to do, guys, with their numbers, as we bring Dakota on here, all Vegas is trying to do is get the money invested, the money gambled, the money bet, right? They're trying to get that as even to 50% as possible to maximize their profit, okay? So that the reason you see the line move sometimes is because the money is heavily favored in one way or the other, right? And they're going to do their research. There's a reason that Vegas has those, they can give away those free drinks with the pretty little umbrellas, right? They're about making money. They're not about predicting, you know, what's right. Um, it's all about, getting that that bet placed as evenly to 50% as possible so they can maximize on the odds difference, whether it's, you know, minus 110 or plus 110 or, you know, plus 400, whatever. We got Dakota in Tennessee on the line. Dakota, how you doing, bud?
5: Oh, I'm doing good. Just removing a Pine Snake for the third time from a specific area of the park that it's not supposed to be. Yeah, you didn't hurt him, right? No, a little dude, he's like four inches long and he keeps striking me like he's seven foot tall i don't know what's up with the little dude but anyway
1: that's what she said <laughs>
5: <laughs> sorry i had to do it anyway <laughs> Dakota, <laughs>
4: what's on your mind when it comes to packers bro
5: oh man no i um i'm kind of glad that when i got on you started talking about what was it Burgerland? is that the gentleman's name um Obviously i'm gonna so. <laughs> i'm gonna throw him he's a bears fan just because that seems to be you know Every time you go live like this, just one of them comes on. Um, but uh, I've actually been watching what's his name, Robert Smith. Does that sound familiar to y'all? Uh, the Bears blog. Uh, he breaks down a lot of um, Bears stuff. But anyway, I've been watching him just to kind of get you know what what Bears film people are are talking about fields and any other player that they would. And uh, yeah, they're, they're pretty high on him. So uh, I'm kind of, I'm thinking it's kind of a, uh, you can't see the forest for the tree or well, you can't see the trees for the forest, I guess, because they see what it could be, but right. then you don't see all the mistakes that do keep happening. And I, I, you know, I keep telling myself, I was like, I need to keep, I need to look at Jordan love in the same light. I need to, I need to look for the forest, not the trees. Cause I like the trees, but I don't know. If you get what I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> no, we got you, man. You're talking about the All giggle right. works, right?
4: You're talking about, the
5: yeah, that's exactly right now. I'm out of park. No, no, no.
4: <laughs> oh, man. Um, Eric in the chat said he's the one that continued to put Amari Rogers on the field. He's talking about Rich Bisacci. It kind of goes hand in hand with what you were saying, Jacob. I like Rich, I think you like Rich too. You're just pointing out, Dude. look, it's not yeah. perfect, You're not going to hit on 100%. Right. It's and Amari good. Rogers was a mistake as punt return, no doubt.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm just. Yeah, he's not. He's not God's gospel. Like we just need to take a step back and realize that. Like people have been treating him that way. Like oh, Rich Basashi can do no wrong. It's like no, he's a man. He's gonna make mistakes. He's gonna promote people that shouldn't be there, and he's gonna learn hopefully from that.
2: We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones about seeing what you could potentially get right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arena club.com slash pack Wow. That's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arena club.com slash pack for 10% off your first purchase, passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
5: Okay.
2: Um. So anyways, I just, I, you know, <clears throat> I,
1: that to me is the most glaring uh, disco tech like, freaking you can see it from space problem that we have with this team is the, is the special teams. And we were so worried about it just a couple of years ago. And now we're not worried about it all of a sudden while we have like a really raw team. And it, to me, it just blows my mind. I don't, um, I don't understand. It. I think to me, I would be freaking out right now if I'm the GM. So Coots do you, I guess go to Kunst.
4: Yeah, no doubt. Um, Dakota. So you, you said you've been keeping up with uh, some of these Bears content creators and they're kind of breaking down film. What is the vibe you have from them? Do you feel like even even the guys who are watching the tape, they're coming away confident? Or do you think they're a little less confident as some of the Packer fans that we see, the, the casual – I'm sorry, the casual Bear fans that we see on Twitter? What do you think about the guys who are actually breaking down the tape that you've uh, that you heard breakdown tape? Do you feel like they're pretty confident or no?
5: Well, they do seem confident, but um... – so they keep talking about how Fields makes the right read, uh, but it just so ha- there's so many plays where he doesn't make the throw. And I haven't seen one of those plays broken down, and that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at what they are saying against them, but um, I see a lot of plays uh, well, I've seen one in particular, Robert Schmidt did, where um, I can't remember who the receiver was. But uh, it was last year against Buffalo, and uh, the bear, or rather Fields, had a man open, but decided to run it. And what got me was, as a quarterback, you should throw to the open man. He's already further down the field than you are, even if you're a running quarterback. He's further down the field than you are. He had open grass, but it looked to me like Fields wanted to take the ball, and he had full confidence in himself to get the first down. But why not throw it? That just right. seems like the better plan, even if you can run. And that's that's my thought process. That was not the gentleman who was breaking it down's thought process. Gotcha. Of course, he's he's very intelligent. So mm-hmm. but anyway. I,
4: I think it's a good move that you started to seek people out with other fan bases that, that are breaking down tape, man, because I can tell having spoken to you, you know, offline and everything and on Twitter. You're, you're hungry for knowledge, you know, same way all of us are. And you want to learn more about the game. And to me, there's no better way to prep for an opponent. And, you know, for all the people that are sitting back going, God, the preseason's born, let's get to week one. Take the next couple of weeks and study the Bears. Study yeah. their game tape from last year. Yeah. Tune into those people that are creating content. And I'm sure they're great people. And that's the thing, too. Like, we get so caught up in just becoming – uh, this uh, this this huge rivalry as, as far as fans, you know, and rooting against each other. I try to stay out of the Twitter wars. I may post something every now and again just to have a little fun. Um, but for the most part, I don't want to get on there and argue with rivals, man. I want to understand what their team does well at a different level. That way, when I sit down on Sunday, week one, I know exactly what to expect. I know, okay, here's how they're going to approach the game plan, right? Um, so I think it's awesome that you're seeking that stuff out to go in it. And you're a good follow on Twitter, dude, because you, I never see you going off on anybody. I never see you being toxic. Um, yeah, so that's. I, I just want to say kudos, dude. That's the right way to to fan, I think, on Twitter, man.
5: I uh, appreciate that.
4: You got anything else for us before we let you go, Bob?
5: Um, I guess I don't give my little bit about the whole Amari Rogers, Rich you thing. So yeah. I'll be the first one to say. They did Amari Rogers dirty. I, I think agree. he could have yeah, I think he could have been a wide receiver five, yeah. wide receiver four even. Um, but uh and I think he would have been great in that role, but they never let him do that. They put him in punt returner. And so to Jacob's point, I think, and of course I could be completely wrong, but I think Basaccia is trying to instill confidence in Carlson like he may have tried to instill confidence in Amari Rogers by not making him compete with other people's at his position just trying to get him to hone his craft That's it great. just did not work for Amari and I really hope it's not the same case for uh, Carlson
4: no it's it's definitely it's a slippery slope man I think you make a good point you know especially like like Jacob mentioned and, and someone else there in the chat mentioned uh, I believe it was let me get him right here right here uh the badger trio said you know maybe the connection with carlson's brother is why you know it's uh it's not show friends it's show business right and uh, Mm -hmm. you got to put the best team on the field so maybe he is emotionally connected now we may look up at week six carlson's the kicker and this dude's having you know one of the best kicking years we've ever seen i wouldn't i wouldn't put that out of the realm of possibility either um right now um i don't know man he's just kind of kind of trying to find his foot for lack of a better word right and the way he kicks, Tim, I want to ask you this. Dakota, we're going to let you go, but we appreciate you calling in, man. You're the man. Thanks, All Dakota. right. Yes, sir. All have, right. Have a good night, buddy. You too. Right, Dakota in Tennessee. Tim, you're a former kicker, man. When I see him kick, when I see Carlson kick, and you may have mentioned it earlier in the year or earlier in the offseason, he kind of kicks straight on. I, I know he's got soccer style, but it's it's not as much soccer style as a normal kicker. Am I reading that wrong? Is that what you're
0: seeing too? Yeah. He's more of a over-the-top Kind of approach. Um, some guys are more comfortable that way. Um, I wonder if he's lining up more over the top because of the plant leg. Maybe, maybe are You know, we we're not we're not in this guy's head. I don't know how confident Anders Carlson is with his plant leg right now. Like, and I don't think any of us do. Maybe some of the guys on the staff do, um, but. I believe they were trying to get him to come a little wider and be more of a, a swing, swing kicker um, as opposed to straight on top of the ball. But I can tell you that being straight on top of the ball or a more on top approach is going to help you when you're trying to kick the long ones for sure because sometimes you can get that, that ball will tr- tend to drift more on you or you might have to play a fade or a draw shot more if you're a big uh, swinging leg. Uh, wide approach kickers. So some guys adjust based on the kick, you know, depending on how close, what hash mark you're at. I mean, there's a lot of variables. Um, I just think with Carlson right now, um, you know, as we see more consistency um, with a holder and our long snapper, and more repetition, more reps, 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 reps. Hopefully, he can work work out of this and just get comfortable. But um, i tell you guys, hey, we knew we were going to have a young team, and we're willing to give people grace periods and all these other position groups. But, you know, it comes to, down to our kicker, and it's, you know, people want to raise hell right now. So, And I, I get it because you don't want to lose a close game on a botched 37-yard, you know, chip shot kick. You know, and yes, in today's NFL, 37 yards is a chip shot. I mean, guys hit regularly from... Fifty-five plus to sixty, sixty yards nowadays. So uh, you got to have a big leg. You got to have accuracy, and I think Carlson just has one of those right now. I think he's got a big leg, um, and we got to just you know hone in that accuracy a little bit.
4: Makes sense, man. Definitely. Badger Trio says no one knows if Love um, his his guy. Even Packers. I'm not sure what he was trying to say there. I think he's trying to say no one knows if Love is the guy. Even the Packers. It's why Packers did the extra one year. Packers have a out in two years if he's not the guy. I think it's the right move, man. Give him an opportunity to, to you know, establish himself as the starter moving forward. And like you said, if he has a horrible year this year, then all right, man, you you look at trying to upgrade in the draft like you always do at the quarterback position, even when you've got a Hall of Famer, four time MVP, right? At the time, two time MVP. It's you know, it's the most important position, and the best time to draft the quarterbacks when you don't need one, right? Um, Eric Sutherland in the chat says, I like Rich also, but I'm not blind. And Sergio has the line of the night because he says he's a man. He's 40. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny is, Sergio, for memory purposes, I had to remove that today, which is sad. So now I'm going to have to add it back. So I appreciate that, man. Thanks for putting me on the spot. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> I love it. All right. Um. Another person that had a good practice, um, again Grant Dubose. He seems to be turning it on a little bit. This wide receiver core, Jacob. They seem like they uh, they're starting to establish themselves as a pretty deep core, man. I mean, when you when you see Malik Heath out there in that preseason game, he looked strong, right? You seen uh, Jaden Reed, I think, establish himself as a number three receiver. You seen Samori Torre with a nice punt return, and then that corner route from Sean Clifford. On and on and on down the line, right? Um, like I said earlier, Dontavian Wicks looking solid. Had another another pretty video surface earlier showing his release. You know, his release package is just. That, that quick snap. Really
1: that, do. that like just that plant leg and how quick he is off that. Did he, you know, people have talked about the fact that he runs a very sharp route. I mean, dude, if you watch it in full speed, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even. that That is a very fast man. Um, one Check, thing this want, out,
4: Jacob. Check this out. Why you, while you say it. that, I'm going to turn it right back over to you. Look at this. This is his Ras right, and look at look right here at the where's it at the ten yard split. See
1: yep. it? Yep, yep, yep.
4: That right there is your release package. That's your release package. Now, why did he drop four six two forty? Scouting report suggested the same thing that he was. This was his scouting report. Let's hit it real quick, and then I'll get right back to you. I promise. Top reasons to buy in: vertical receiving skill set, ball skills, competitive toughness, release package. Top reasons for concern, drops in ball security. The 2022 season was a down year, basically, in modest yak profile. To me, he showed um, that he has good hands and he's good with with yak yards in that preseason game, like I said earlier today. Um, so I'm not as, as much concerned about it. But back to what you were saying, I just want to point that out real quick, that that 10-yard that shuttle, that 10-yard split, whatever it was, that's, that's the reason he's got that release package.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, and I I agree. He looks very shifty. And, again, he's, he's one of the best route runners, apparently, of camp. And it's just funny because guys said that – you' I should say scouts said that he was a guy that was uh, not really committed to football, that he was more of like he wanted to be a basketball player, didn't know if he really loved the game. He just seems like one of those underdog-type guys, and I love that he's wearing 13. You know, Like we talked about to, to branch off, Grant DeBose, finally back from the back injury we have a crazy, crazy deep rotation at wide receiver. I mean, like, if you look at between Bo Melton and Grant DeBose, I would argue it would be that last kind of battle there. Um, but then you got guys like even, like, Cody Cress, and um, I watched uh, Jadakus Bonds do some stuff. What was the other guy? Um, Bo I mean, Melton. Bo Melton, again. I has
2: got Bo. <laughs> he, he, Bo he, knows.
1: He, he looked bigger than I thought he did, and he's faster than I thought he was. So, like, I don't know, man. I just – I can't really see him taking – keeping seven, but I at the same time I can. But that just means that maybe that shakes up the safety room, the inside linebacker room with Tariq Carpenter. You know, th- that carousel is very – I don't know. I don't know what to think. I have a – this is the first time in a long time. I don't know if it's because I've been following it so, so um, you know – like with you, we're, we're here every day. You know, we're, we're trying to figure out what these guys are doing every day. So, obviously, I think that for the first time in my life, I'm really, really in depth with the offseason type stuff. And I really am pulling, like, for maybe eight guys to make it for the wide receiver team. I don't <laughs> do that, obviously. But um, it's just, I love it. And I'd like to see these guys make the practice squad. But at the same time, I'm such a fan of these people as human beings that like i'd like to see them get snagged and maybe go make a career somewhere just because you know i've watched them i've studied their film i've studied their pff grades their college grades all this kind of stuff i just want to see them succeed man they're like my guys now i can't uh it's hard to to root against them one thing too that i want to say packer uh, uh mr andy herman great follow again go follow him the players of the day he said was grant Debose christian watson and carrington valentine what's Again, and Carrington Valentine apparently had another pick six. The guy, he's arguing to be a starter. I love Keishon Nixon, but I'm sorry. If you are not a dog on the outside, on the on the boundaries, as uh, you're playing with those cornerbacks, the outside cornerbacks, it doesn't sound like he's been doing great at slot corner. He's been doing okay. So, like, if we have to put Jair there and put Carrington, if he if he's – he just does not stop making plays. I mean, the guy has just shown that he is not a flash in the pan. He is consistently one of the best rookies. Andy Herman said he could be the best player in camp
4: right. this year. Right, not just the best rookie. Not the just best the best player. rookie,
1: the best player in camp. Like, yeah. I I don't know what to do with that information other than promote him, promote him, promote him.
4: Yeah, and they said that it was it was literally the very last play of, of the practice, like you said, Jacob. They go down the field in the two-minute – and uh Jordan Love throws a pick to Carrington Valentine. He was covering Romeo Dobbs, said he had him blanketed, picked it off, took it back for six. Tim, this Carrington Valentine, dude, he uh <laughs> he's it's like him and Jaden Reed. I see them on tape, and I am trying not to overhype it, but they look like they're two starters, man. Two starters, like a second round pick. Yeah, you that's not as surprising, but a seventh-round draft pick from from my favorite college, Kentucky. And when they drafted him, Ryan, yeah, you, you're a Kentucky guy. What do you think? I don't really know much about him, to be honest. Yeah. I ain't going to BS nobody. Like, I didn't see that one coming. And what's crazy, he had one more year of eligibility and he, and he kind of he bet on himself. It's like he knew if I could just get to that next level, I'll show them I could play at the next level. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeing. Hopefully he stays healthy. Hopefully he keeps it up. But uh, another thing, Tim, I want to get your take on this. Jordan Love went eight for 12 today. Not bad. Right. One of the four incompletions was a drop. And then The one of the other uh, four completions was that pick six at the end. Now, granted, in the two minute drill, you're trying to score, right? That's what's going on. It's not like you're trying to protect the football there on the last throw of practice or what might be the last throw of practice. So I'm sure they were being a little more aggressive. And you guys know how I feel about interceptions in training camp. You know, that's the time that you want to test everything, you want to see what your limitations are. But eight for 12. And really, if you take that drop away, it means he would have been nine for 12 today with a pick. Um, what are you thinking about Jordan Love and uh, his performance today? And then if you want to comment on Carrington Valentine and in practice the, with uh, with style there.
0: Uh, well, first of all, with, with Jordan Love, for sure, I, I agree with what you just said. Um, these picks during practice become pump fakes during games. You know, it becomes go to my next to read in the progression in a game, or it becomes break the pocket and run with the football in a game. So, you know, mistakes are only bad when they're the same and they're repetitive and they're happening in important times. Um, I think if you get them out in practice, it's a good thing. Um, I, you guys know how I feel about Jay love, AKA Jay money, AKA number 10. Cause he only throws dimes. Um, I've, I've always, always believed in Jordan love and I, yes, even before this season. So, um, Time will tell. We got. It's like everyone says, we're all in agreement. We need to see the consistency. We need to see reps. You know, it's one thing to say, hey, he can sling it. He looks good. But can he do this week in, week out, over a 17-game season? So I believe he can, and I'm just sitting here waiting for, for – you know, this it, all to just play out and it's going to start week one with a thrashing of the bears in Chicago. I can tell you guys that uh, I'm guessing 35 or more points up on the board from this offense uh, oh. in that game. So, uh, and so, I don't do the prediction thing, but I'm, I'm confident in our quarterback. And then as far as Carrington Valentine, man, just another <laughs> man, can this defense get any better? Um, apparently they can. Um <laughs> And that was a great comparison with Jaden Reed. It's like it's almost like Carrington Valentine's like the the Jaden Reed of this secondary. He's like this this guy that you know, as a rookie, looks like he is definitely ready to play in this league. He doesn't seem rattled. He seems very confident. He also seems like he's got good football IQ. He's sniffing plays out. He's doing what he needs to do, which is exactly what we see Jaden Reed doing on the offensive side and special teams side of the ball as a rookie already looking seasoned and ready for the field. So nothing but excitement there um, for this team guys. And, you know, when we were talking about the receiving group, Clayton, you had a great point. Like, man, this looks like we have some, some depth uh, in the wide receiver room. And my initial reaction is like, hey, not bad for not really spending any money on receivers, right? Like, what yeah. didn't we have the lowest cap hit on receivers in the NFL or something? Aren't we like yep. our second yeah. lowest or something?
4: If we don't have the lowest, we're, I mean, we're, we're definitely in the bottom three. It's unbelievable. Um, when, sure. when everybody else is zigging, we're zagging. There's no doubt about that, man.
0: So, how um, sweet will it be to win a, just a truckload of ball games with this group <laughs> this year? Crazy
2: freaking Oh my
0: goodness.
4: And then setting yourself up to go, okay, who are the best two? Those are the two we're going to pay, right? And that's, to me, that's how a roster kind of shakes out. You're willing to pay two receivers. You don't want to pay your third receiver, you know, second receiver money, right? That's something you don't want to do. Ideally you would only, you would want to have only one receiver making a lot of money like we did Tay for so long, right? That's kind of how the roster, uh, you know, the roster structure falls into place from a salary cap standpoint. Another thing, too, Jordan Love, they said uh, people were tweeting out at practice his hard count is real. He got him to jump again yeah. today. Yes. It's getting better and better. Every practice, every game, that hard count's becoming real. Now, we got to get Josh Myers to do what? Uh, snap, snap the, the ball. ball. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or as Tony Romo said, it uh, was Aaron Roger said, uh, hey, guys, maybe, we uh, we need, need to, to, need to, to the hurry. <laughs> kind of maybe Josh would be nice <laughs> if you snap the ball. <laughs> God, I love Romo, dude. I love him. <laughs> Um, Let's we'll see here, Dakota, in the chat. First wait, of all, wait, 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 we appreciate wait. that. I, Eric, go hit that. Go ahead. All
1: right, sorry, sorry. But this just has to be brought up since we were talking about Jordan Love. Did you guys see Colin Coward today?
4: I did. I did. Oh, and you guys, God. listen, and, and I'm not going to tell anybody not to talk about it. I want to hear y'all's take on it. I really do. But he's doing it for clicks. He knows he's gonna he get knows. he they're going back through as a business and they're going, all right, what got the most views, the most interactions? Yes. thing. Let's go over there and smack that hornet's nest one more time and get some more views, more rate. That's all it is. That's all it is. So I don't I don't take offense to it, not that you are Jacob, but this it's so obvious what they're trying to do for ratings, you know. Um, it is I no, mean, it's
1: just sad, it's just sad, and it's like like you said, we know anybody that's kind of now been, you know, me and Clayton have been trying to get into this game and see what's going on. So, like, you see patterns, you see trends, you see what people do, what they don't do. I'll let you guys know a little inside baseball. Clayton is an honest man. <laughs> he really is. When we go on and we do these these live streams and stuff, we're not trying to plot. We're not trying to do anything. We're not hiding cards. We're just going out there and we're going to present information if people like it then great what these other a lot of these other networks and blah 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 are doing is they straight up know they've ran the analytics they know what the keywords are they know what gets them clicks they know that if they go out there oh the Packers have one of the biggest fan bases in the country if I talk poop about Jordan love it means that people are gonna click hate on my stream that's right. that's to me that's pathetic that's that's lazy it's uh it's just it's like just I got like-
0: I got plenty of reasons on my own not to like Cowherd. So, I mean, <laughs> he's just making it easier not to watch him.
1: But if if you guys didn't see what he said, he said that basically that he watched the first preseason where Jordan was 7 of 10, you know, looked very good, threw a, a pretty nice ball for a touchdown. He said it was unimpressive, or it was uh, basically that I didn't see anything that was special is what his quote was. Yeah. All right. Well, brother, come on, man. We all know who the special one is here. Like, I can't believe they give you a microphone.
0: He's going to get a heavy dose of special this season. Don't worry. It'll be funny to see what what his tune is week six or seven of the season this year. Exactly. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Especially when Jordan Love comes out there and hits him with one of these. Roadhouse. (laughs) All (laughs) right. All right. The, the last note I have Patrick Taylor clearly running back number three, you know, with the injuries to to Goodson and, and you know, a few others. Seems like he's going to wrap it up. But I'm telling you guys, I wouldn't be surprised if we break camp with two running backs again. I would not be surprised at all. Um, so just wanted to mention that about Patrick Taylor. It seems like he's kind of pulling away as running back number three. I, you guys seen in one of those uh, Dontavian Wicks plays where he picked up pass pro, right? You could see Patrick Taylor. I mean, he is. So good at pass blocking. So good at pass blocking. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how I see it. I don't have any other information as far as my notes, Jacob. You got anything else you want to hit on? We're at the fifty-six minute mark. We'll get ready to wrap this thing up.
1: All I will say is that um, people are, you know, I've heard people talk about how Jordan Love. Oh man, he threw an interception again today, per Andy Herman, per Bill Huber, uh, per a couple other guys that have been there on the scene today marks the fifth interception worthy ball from love five in all of camp there's reports that baker mayfield had nine in like two day session okay so granted we talk about how we want to test the waters this these practices are made for in the same aspect though like yeah no i I'm, i'm not worried about jordan love i'm not worried about it if he throws he's gonna throw interceptions guys Aaron Aaron Rodgers threw interceptions. Granted, maybe if he doesn't throw four, he's not the worst quarterback or if he if yeah, if he doesn't throw four he's not the worst quarterback ever. If he throws 10, if he throws 15, but if you have to look at what the good is with that bad, we have to learn how to weigh that out. We have to stop listening to ESPN. We have to stop listening to Colin Coward. <laughs> we have to stop listening to these dumb you know what's and just stop and look at it rationally. Look at the 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 data and the the spreadsheets that we've given you guys over the last four, five, six weeks, specifically <clears throat> in camp, what the stat lines are, how the progressions are, how he's looking, how he's reading, how he's throwing really good dimes. Apparently his out route, uh, I think I saw some interview where like, he's got to stop throwing the out route. It's too great. That's how Carrington Valentine picked it. Cause he's like, hey, he's going to throw the out route. I got to get that. And uh, so anyways, other than that, like I, I'm nothing but hopeful. And I think that if you're, if you're being a, a pessimistic, Packers fan right now. I don't know, man. Buy a Bears jersey, like it's,
2: <laughs>
1: it's to switch, I guess, because this is the most this is the most bullish I've ever been on a Packers team without knowing for sure what we have. So I'm just excited, man. I'm excited. Yeah,
4: like like I was told everybody, you know, six to ten wins is what I came into the year looking at. Um, seeing the progression in camp, seeing how they performed that first preseason game, and again, it, I, it's. It's also <clears throat> don't think I just look at the score and go, oh, yeah, dude, that, that's, that, that's why they're going to have a great year. No, it's what happened in the game. What did they accomplish? You know, there's a lot of people that say preseason doesn't count. It doesn't matter. It's a waste of time. Michael Lombardi said those are casual freaking fans. If yep. you hear a fan say the preseason doesn't matter, they are as casual as they come. He said, because what the analytics show, he said, you know, he works for Visa now, right? So he's he's big and he's at the Lombardi line. He, he's extremely successful with his picks, you know, as far as gambling. And he said, when you look at the preseason, you're going to find one theme, from each team that carries on into the regular season, he listed off like three, four, maybe five examples. Tim of how last year this is what happened in preseason to this team, and you've seen it carry over into the regular season and really either create momentum or uh, or, or you know end momentum, if you will. Um, so when you look at it from that perspective, and you hear what Lombardi says about Green Bay. It's pretty cool hearing him talk about him because he's what the main thing he keeps going back to is their defense is good. He said they gave up what was it he said 15 points, I think is what he said 15 points or maybe 16 points in the last, uh, whatever it was, three games. I mean, their defense was peaking at the end of the year. And granted, we didn't even have Rashawn Gary on the roster, right? He wasn't even out there, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and most of the time, Devondre Campbell was hurt. You had all these different injuries. There was another game, too, where Jair Alexander missed the game and we end up getting a win that year, that, that day, right? There's a lot of things that come into factor. What it comes down to though is turnover differential. If Jordan Love protects the football, right? If he goes out there and protects the football, you're going to see this team, I think. If you were to tell me that his touchdown to interception ratio would be two to one, then I would feel real comfortable telling you at least eight to nine wins, right? If you're saying three to one, if his t- touchdown to interception ratio is three to one, i I'm saying ten wins, and we're making the playoffs. I believe that if we stay healthy, barring any crazy injuries so uh Tim, you got anything else, buddy before we wrap up man any other thoughts uh anything else that you glean from uh Twitter coverage or practice today?
0: um well, still sticking with the the Jordan love theme here, and uh you know not to contradict Colin Cowpie again or anything, but uh Every time a quarterback throws an interception, it's not necessarily his fault. And I'm not trying to absolve Jay Money of any of the blame, but, you know, you get tip balls, you get uh, freak things that can happen, um, busted route by a receiver, or, or uh, incomplete route by a receiver sometimes can set a quarterback up for disaster. So it's important to remember that not not every single pick thrown is some massive dumpster fire of a decision made by a quarterback so i think that's important to remember um but uh just in closing no man i'm i'm super excited i'm excited for patriots week um hopefully the rain holds out this week and we don't get rained out again i want to get to practices uh wednesday and thursday and looking forward to being at the game on saturday so uh should be fun boys I'm excited. I'm not. I'm not letting the Colin Cowpies of the world get me down.
4: <laughs> love it, dude. That's the line of the night, Colin Cowpie. I love <laughs> it. Nick the realtor says I have ten wins locked at the office. Count it. Book Good it, stuff, Nick. Hey, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised one bit. That's kind of the ceiling I have on them. Um, we'll see. Like I said, six to ten. I'm getting closer to that eight, eight win range right now. Is where I'm really settling in at. Um, I, I'm not comfortable enough yet to say hammer the seven and a half, the over seven and a half that Vegas has on the win total, but we're getting there. Go ahead, Jake. Uh,
1: so I was just going to say, I am, I'm there hammer that seven and a half, (laughs) do it. They're at least winning eight, bro. Come on. And and what I will say is that we're talking about Jordan love, whether or not he's going to be the guy or not. Let's talk about whether or not the defense is going to be the defense, because I think that no matter how good Jordan love is, whether he's his ceiling or his mid-floor or floor, we could still have an 8-win to 10-win season if our defense is that good because I know that Jordan Love can make the throws. I know that he can read the progressions. I know that the game's not too big for him. We've seen him do it. I just, To me, they're being criminally undersold. Again, I I looked at, uh, I think it was drafters and draft kings and prize picks. They all roughly have around Christian Watson at, again, 700 and 900 yards Romeo Dobbs at 450 to 650, that's not going to they, – they're going to blow – he's going to blow past that. Lock that's it cool. in. Hammer it.
4: How many wins you thinking, Jacob? You, you, you're, you're getting right now, fired up. Dude.
1: A good 10. I'll say a good 10.
4: 10. You know what that I'm means, baby. Uh, th- playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. No, we're talking playoffs more. We're talking much playoffs.
1: Like, uh, much, much like Tim, I have been – and you can vouch for me – since we started recording and since I started my podcast and before that, I've been a Jordan Love fan for the last year and a half not necessarily knowing that he's going to be great, but I want to see what he has and I've been an I'm not say anti rogers I shouldn't say that but I've been I don't <laughs> enjoy a lot of the things that Rogers brought even with all the pleasure and all of the accolades and all of the wins that he brought. I've been very hesitant and willing to move on from Rogers, I should say for five plus years and i know that that's blasphemy for a lot of packer fans i respect the man i love the dude for what he did for us i'd love to sit down and talk to him hear him out i i hope they retire they're going to retire his jersey i have his poster on my wall i'm a grown man with another picture of a man on my wall you know what i'm saying like i i love the dude I will always appreciate him for what he did for me through my childhood. I remember in 2010 at my buddy's house, Tony, who I host the Packernet Fantasy Podcast with. We cried. We literally cried drinking bush lights as we're splashing all <laughs> over us as we beat the bush split. It's You're like a lucky
4: beast or something over yeah, there. Yeah,
1: exactly, man. Like, <sighs> He's ingrained into my soul. That being said, I'm ready to move on. I think we have a great team. I like our head coach. I like our defensive head coach kind of hopefully come on joe um i want to respect rich and i think that we have a squad now that is hungry that is young and that if we have the right tutelage that these guys can do some really crazy stuff this year so 10 wins is not out of my wheelhouse at all
4: there you go eric's on board man eric's on board he says i'm in on 10 <laughs> hell i'll go 12 i ain't scared Let's go eric
3: that's what she said <laughs>
4: <laughs> all right, we're off the rails. We're out of here. Tim, thank you for your time. Jacob, thanks as always, buddy. Appreciate thank you uh, too, uh, hanging me. out with us, man. Thanks, appreciate guys. Appreciate everybody in the chat. You guys, do us a favor. Hit that subscribe button. We're almost to our goal. You guys have been absolutely crushing it. Channel's growing like crazy. Thank you for the likes. Like Eric said, hit it twice. Sounds like Eric's got him a burner out there, and I'm all about it, man. Appreciate the, uh, appreciate the support, buddy. So we're out. We will see you guys tomorrow. We'll give you some more news, notes, and updates. Probably won't do a chalk talk early in the day tomorrow. We'll see how the how the day unfolds today. Just had a little bit of extra time, but we're getting geared up. Like I said, we got Paul Brittle Thursday night who's going to recap Wednesday and Thursday joint practices with the Patriots. There's going to be some great information there. And then, of course, we got the game coming up on Saturday. We'll have our post-game show. Also, keep uh, stay on the lookout for the Packernet Fantasy Podcast with Jacob up over here. And also in the upper left corner, if you like this type of content, scan that QR code. That will send you to PackerNet Podcast, where we have a, a whole slew of daily podcasts where you can get your Packers fix. Uh, again, Tim, thank you so much for your time, buddy. We appreciate you. We're out. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world, and go Pack Go.
3: the power sweep. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our, in our offense. We tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's over, him. if he's not – drive down the first man to his inside. We pull back. We tell him to take the first man outside the offensive back. No one shows. He goes right by them and deals inside. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play. What we're trying to get is a seal here and a seal here, and try to run this play in the alley.